Hi, and welcome to Going Within is the new Going Out. It's your mindset coach, Carol Ann Reed here, and together in this podcast, we're going to be tuning out from the outside world and deep diving within. Because after all, that's where the magic happens. In this week's episode, we're going to be looking at five of the biggest mistakes that I so often see people making when manifesting. Now, that is a question I get asked a lot. What is manifestation? How do you do it? And it's more about becoming a conscious manifester. You are already a manifester whether it's something that you identify as someone who manifests or not. Because if you were to sit now and have a look around you, wherever you're listening to this, somewhere along the way, everything that you see surrounding you has come into your life. Whether that was a choice that you made, you may have bought some of the things, you may have been gifted some of the things, you may have just had these things handed down to you, but they are a match to who you are. And in this episode, particularly, we are going to be using the words around energy and vibration and alignment and things collapsing in time. So if you are still kind of, say, a bit on the new side to manifestation, really approach this with an open mind and an open heart and know from the get-go that you are a manifester right now. Everything that's happened in your life and around you is a direct result of how you think, how you felt, the actions that you've taken, the relationships that you've built or lost, the people in your life, your health, all of who you are and what you are has resulted in where you are. And there tends to be a couple of different ways in which people manifest. If I was just to sort of name two of the typical things, you tend to get the unconscious manifestors. Those are the ones that are like, they are completely, completely almost like against or switched off, or maybe just don't even know that this is a thing. So they feel that they are almost at the mercy of life. Life is happening to them rather than for them. So if things go wrong, they have no idea that they even have any part to play in this. And then we've got the, what I call the messy manifestors. These tend to be those that are either on a journey such as they're going through a bit of an awakening. They might be a light worker or an entrepreneur. They're going through that personal development phase where they're like, hang on a minute. I do have control over my life through my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my behaviors. Hang on. And they go through this thing like, oh my God, Well, if I create a vision board and put it up on my wall, if I do this and set goals and start doing moon rituals, and and you know, if you've followed me or you've been listening to this for a while, hashtag biggest advocate for all of what I've just said. But for a messy manifester, the whole belief system isn't quite in alignment. There may be some procrastination. There may be a little bit of self-sabotage going on. So quite often people will set those goals and intentions, create the vision board, do the meditation, set the wheels in motion, and then their old belief system comes in and takes over. It begins to go, but who are you to have this? What if What if all of this gets taken away? What if you can't handle the success? And it starts to put little seeds of doubt or imposter syndrome comes up. So then unconsciously, the messy manifester starts getting a bit messy with things. Balls might be dropped, opportunities. I'll get back to that email on Monday. Oh, 
Monday comes around, oh my God, that opportunity is gone. I can't believe I missed that. Oh, I was so close. And it's that they either have it and then it drops or they are always just missing the boat. And I personally believe that there's a bit of a journey with this. We tend to go from the unconscious manifester and then we have to kind of wade around in the wellies for a bit, being a bit of a messy manifester. And trust me, I would class myself as what's coming next, which is a conscious manifester. You can rest assured that I definitely dip in and out of messy manifester and conscious manifester because sometimes that just happens in life. And as we go through personal development and healing and growth, new challenges and beliefs so often come up but they're our greatest lessons. They really, really are. So let's have a look at what a conscious manifester is. This, I would probably say, would be the place to really strive to get to as often as you can. And it's simple. It is about being consciously aware of where your thoughts are, how you feel, what the actions are that you're taking, and what's the energy behind the actions that you're taking. Are you coming from a place of complete belief in yourself and the process despite maybe your environment not supporting that being right right now? Can you see beyond your current reality? A conscious manifester trusts in the process to the point where they are ready to take the action despite the evidence not being there. I could sit here all day and talk about coming into alignment and manifestation and but I actually think that When you understand the common pitfalls and the things to avoid, that in itself holds just as much power as me saying, here's a five-step process to becoming a conscious manifester. Don't get me wrong, that will be coming, but I almost want to just share with you today five of the most common things that I see. And if these resonate with you, let's see if we can begin to shift our perception of you being a conscious manifester. And like I said, I am totally speaking from experience here, from going through that journey myself and working with many clients who have been those messy manifestors to conscious manifestors, totally aligned to what they want. And my gosh, Once you start playing in this arena of being a conscious manifester, oh, it gets so fun. It goes from being that, I must control, but then I must release control. But should I be in control? Okay, and we we kind of step forward, step back, step forward, step back, and that's that messy manifesting to just trusting because you know that what's meant for you will never pass you by and you have this unshakable belief. No matter whether it's you're looking to manifest money, a relationship, good health, whatever it is, it's all available to you and things drop in at a rapid rate. They understand not only the keys to manifesting but what to avoid. So this could be absolutely worth its weight in gold for you. So let's jump into the first one. Number one is that you need to see it to believe it. We get brought up in a very evidence-based world, even if we go back to our school days. If we, if you were taught something, majority of it is, here's what it is, here's an equation, and here's a result. You can almost see from start to finish whatever it is, whether that's a maths equation, whether that's in science, whether that's in art, here's your paintbrushes, here's a blank piece of paper, go. You have those paintbrushes and you have the paint there. 
And that way of thinking teaches you that if you want something, that you really need to be able to see the evidence that it's on its way. This leads us as humans to be always wanting to looking for the evidence that backs up the belief that it's actually possible for you. And lo and behold, so much of this comes around to the fear of failure, the fear of judgment. What if I do trust in this unknown or this goal or dream that I have and it doesn't happen? What a silly person I am to believe in something that's not there. That is fundamentally because of our upbringing and our conditioning about this evidence-based thing. But when it comes to manifesting, it really is about coming into alignment with what you want mentally, as in the words that you say to yourself, the way that you say it to yourself, what you believe and what you perceive, and then energetically or vibrationally and taking the action. So it's about things coming into alignment before you even take action and that starts internally. So it's those things that need to be aligned and if you're thinking, bear with me, if you're thinking that you need to see the evidence so that you can then trust and believe it to be possible and even begin to envision whatever it is you want, you're not thinking in alignment with what you actually want and desire you are thinking about the practicalities and the very human basis of how could this work? What if that happens? When actually that slows you down because you won't be able to see it because it hasn't happened yet. Of course, you're not going to be able to see it. And the longer that you sit there twiddling your thumbs or writing up every strategy under the sun to make it all come into fruition, Strategy is such a fundamental piece to it, but you have to be able to have freedom of mind and energy to perceive something in the future, believe that that's possible for you, and it's that belief that then fuels your action. Because then if you're going, well, I don't even know if this can even happen for me. Who am I to be doing this? I don't even know if this is possible, but I'll give it a go that I'll give it my best shot, I'll give it a go energy is very unlikely to take you to that level of alignment for that to drop in at that ultimate place, at that highest frequency in its purest form of abundance or whatever it is. So releasing that need to see it before you believe it is so powerful. Number two, I think another huge thing that people do is they don't get specific. Now, you must be clear about your intentions and what you want in order for this path to begin to open up to you. You've no doubt heard that old saying that ask and you shall receive. And the reason why I think that this one is so important to talk about is the amount of people that I speak to and I'm like, right, what do you want? That all important question, what do you want? What does that look like for you? they will tell me everything down to the most fine details of what they don't want. They, I definitely, I am so sick of feeling like this at the end of the month. I do not like how my relationship was with my ex, the way that my ex used to do this. I hate my body. I don't like this. I'm sick of this. And so much energy and focus is being poured into an emotion into what they don't want, that that actually, you almost see them come alive. It's like a fire gets lit. Now, the mind 
doesn't care really if what you're thinking is a positive or a negative and the same goes for that energy whether that is an uplifting in alignment energy or a fired up fear-based energy those two are still major attractors that is an absolute magnet for bringing in because it's a heightened emotion so if you pour all your energy and emotion into what you don't want you are literally firing off to the universe more of that. So then when I do say to people, so what do you want? Oh, they get a bit wishy-washy. Well, I think, uh, do you know what? I don't really, well, I think I want this. And, mm, and it is that wishy-washy that there's no energy being poured into that. There's no fire being lit. So you want to be saying it clearly. Get really specific on not just what you want. This is the thing with manifesting. It's often seen as a little bit, oh, uh, materialistic or egotistic. But actually, it isn't at all because it's never about what you actually want. It's about how you'll feel when you have it. So get clear on what you want. And if there isn't something specific, how do you want to feel? Make that the center of your manifestations and watch your life change beyond belief. So a little example of the two different ways. So one client of mine was, oh, she wanted to meet the man of her dreams. She was sick of attracting this kind of relationship that was against commitment. That was their thing. It was like, I just, I'm, I just don't want to commit. And so she was like, right, I'm going to do my vision board. This was just before we started working together. She did a vision board and she put a picture of an engagement ring on her vision board. And she was like, this is what I want. I want this. And that ring signified commitment to her. Well, she got so clear on what she didn't want and that was lack of commitment lack of commitment lack of commitment not that kind of relationship stuck a picture on of a ring that within a month she was in marketing she had her own marketing company a new client onboarded with her and it just so happened to be a handsome jeweler that worked for a family company of these jewelers and as she was redoing the website he sent her over a picture to put onto the website. And this picture was the exact engagement ring that was on her vision board. That guy that sent the picture, nope, unavailable. But she manifested in the exact picture of the engagement ring. Now, that example, we then obviously worked on what do you want and poured the energy into those feelings and what does security truly mean to her? Because I'm looking at my ring now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that to me, having an engagement ring, a wedding ring, whatever you want to call it, of course that signifies security and safety, but at the end of the day it's also a ring. It's what we perceive and believe about it that's important. So yeah, she then went on this journey of, okay, now I get it, because it couldn't have been more crystal clear of like, watch where you put your energy and your focus, because you will always get what you are focusing on. And then there was another client that came to me and in the very first session it was quite similar it was I don't want this I always attract this is my type she had a very strong type and every time she got with this type that type would massively let her down but because she was so obsessed with having this type it became an identity so rinse and repeat this type kept coming in and then the type kept doing the thing 
and it wasn't working for her. And um, so we, we utilize this, recognize that that wasn't working. What do you want? What does that relationship look like for you? How would that feel? What are just the non-negotiables for you? What would you adore to live like, love like, have fun like, make love like? We went so into depth. We had great fun with this exercise. And I can, literally brings tears to my eyes when I say it. She met a guy who wasn't her type. On paper, the traditional, the very first kind of guy, she was like, I've met someone, but he just isn't my type. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We've created a new type. We're gonna get rid of this type thing. And they now have, oh, they now have a little girl. They're set to get married and they are, in the process of trying for baby number two. Like, you know when you just, and but that is the power of intention. And there's, oh, there's a hundred examples I could give you, but I wanted to just kind of share with you that being specific is so key. Number three, jealousy and comparison. Because this is where self-awareness comes in. I could say this to you till the cows come home. There's no need to be jealous or stop comparing yourself. This is an inside job because we have to take responsibility for our minds. We have to. Otherwise, we're at the mercy of our minds and our conditioning and our beliefs. It's not always easy, but it's doable. And let's be honest, it's not nice if you find yourself comparing yourself to others or that feeling of jealousy or envy and it's certainly not something that people ever like to admit to but I think that the more that we can own these things if I ever feel I prefer using the word envy I'm really not a fan of if someone if I was to ever say oh god I'm so jealous of that oh it just doesn't fit right with me I think having a bit of envy if felt right can be a bit of a fuel to the fire. We can go, wow, well, if they've done that, I can do that too. But it just it just doesn't suit anyone, does it? That jealousy and comparison, it's often referred to as that comparisonitis. It's not healthy. It just isn't healthy. And with manifestation, if you can't be happy for others, are you truly going to be happy for yourself? Or are you going to fear the judgment, the lack, the what if, that right, I need to strive for the next thing. And if you can't be happy for others, you won't be on the right vibration and focus of having that thing for yourself. Because it that comes from a place of fear and lack. If you can't be happy for somebody else, that isn't uh, the right vibration and energy for alignment. The more that you can practice reveling, that if somebody else has done it, one, it's possible for you, Two, there may even be a blueprint to how they did it that is also available to you. And three, well, if they've done it, there's a possible blueprint, you can do it. So we can begin to revel in inspiration. If you catch yourself going, God, I want to do that. See if you can begin to switch that up with get intrigued. Get intrigued so much. If, if, If inspiration feels a bit far from where you are right now, Start with that intrigue. How did they do that? Without looking through the lens of judgment. Good on them for doing whatever that takes, whether you can see what they've done or not. And really celebrate others who have or are doing what you desire. Because the more that you can celebrate others, oh, it feels good, doesn't it? Like, let's just be honest, it feels good. I feel really blessed that part of my day-to-day thing is getting to celebrate other people. And... 
try this. I know I'm going to sort of talk about the online space here, but this might be online or it might be friends, family. See if you can authentically celebrate someone else, not just for a significant achievement when there's a uni degree or a new baby or business or whatever, they've baked a nice cake. See if you can just celebrate someone for who they are and what they're doing, for the tenacity that they have if they've been through a struggle. And the more that you practice that and lifting others up, before you know it, there's a beautiful tribe of people around you celebrating you, lifting you up. And massively what goes around comes around when it comes to manifesting an energy. Let others pave the way for you. Choosing inspiration over comparison and knowing that there is enough to go around. Quite often this can come from scarcity and lack. There's eight or close to eight billion people in the world. Eight billion people. There is so much to go around. There is an abundance of whatever your heart desires to go around. And this leads us on to number four, not committing to learning. So many people want to set goals and do the do, take the big action, run, run, run. But when it comes to doing the emotional work, the alignment pieces, the manifestation work, the energy work, oh, not got time for that. I'm too busy over here building my boat, building the bridge, building this. But when we're open to learning more about ourselves, our emotional system, what makes you tick, what makes you sick, what lights you up, what really doesn't light you up, your emotional regulation and the laws of attraction, you're not going to regret it. You'll start to get your own answers because you'll be tuning into your intuition more. You'll learn what language is an enabler when it comes to manifestation and which holds you back. So some might call that affirmations. We so often talk down to ourselves, about ourselves, doubt ourselves. That is not the language of the universe. That is not looking through the lens of love. That is not like, there is more learning to do there. There is more shedding to be done, more releasing to be done. You call it healing, call it growth, call it whatever you want. But if we're looking through those lenses, we wanna be changing that up and more of what enables us to move forward. And I honestly believe that education is a piece around this. We can be students for life. I have made like a declaration to myself that I will forever be a student, forever. And I'm talking, come and sit down next to me in my 70s, 80s and beyond, and I will still be reflecting and learning and listening. Listening is an incredibly powerful learning tool as well. So you'll have a deeper understanding about yourself, greater patience, and a knowing that what you desire is on its way to you. Because when you learn more about this stuff, it isn't that it's only available for certain people over a certain height, certain size, certain race, certain background. No, no. This is available to you right now because you are doing it. You may just learn the art of it. You'll begin to fine tune this thing and that's the golden ticket. And step number five, this is the final one, fearing the unknown. When people fear the unknown and allow it to paralyze them and stop them from moving forward, kind of says what it is on the tin, what you want isn't gonna be manifesting in at the speed that you desire it, let's say. Because when we fear the unknown, we keep in our comfort zones. We go, I don't know what's beyond that point. Mm, I'm just gonna step back here. 
Whereas when you step into your full manifestation power, as in we are conscious about what we think, how we feel, where our focus and energy is going, it really comes down to feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Because the magic lies at the end of your comfort zone. Don't wait till you're completely fearless. You want to be trying to take those small steps that build your confidence, that evidence it is safe to stretch your comfort zone. And as a result, you'll be thinking, wow, I'm so glad that I tried doing that. And it will help to help you, help your mind, your nervous system to recognize it's safe to take the risks. So sometimes doing, and I am, I'm in this place right now at the moment in my life, there's some things that have come up that oh, great, incredible opportunities. And even just saying this now, it's such a stretch of the comfort zone. But the moment my heart does a particular flutter and my stomach goes, ooh, it's like, oh, this is gonna be such a stretch. That, to me, is like, there we go. That's my path. I don't know how. I, I Sometimes I'm like, why, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> Genuinely, I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. But oh my gosh, I know what's at the end of this. I know what's at the end of this. So let's go. Because if you really do desire to create that life that you know that is available to you, that doesn't have to be the big extravagant, I want to be a millionaire, I want to do this, I want to do that. Fantastic if it is, fantastic if it's not. But that might be wanting to speak out in a meeting about something that, that you believe in or speaking up for yourself. That's a stretch of your comfort zone. You want to be doing it more because, again, that evidence piece is only going to grow your confidence. The more confident you are in the choices that you make, your personal abilities, your ability to trust in your intuition, sometimes you just know that that fear is actually the right path for you. So, Feeling the fear and doing it anyway is going to be one of the one of the things to definitely take away from this. So I would love to know if there are any pitfalls that you've experienced whilst manifesting or going after a goal. If so, share in the comments below. Come and join us over on social media. Pop me a message. I would love to hear. Have fun reflecting on these five typical pitfalls around manifestation and see which ones you're going to take and switch up in your life. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you on next week's episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would be so grateful if you could share this with a friend who you just know would love it too. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know when next week's drops. Sending you all the love and light.